It's just after 8 o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit PSBRLaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub with three locations. One on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the Strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non-invasive scan today for peace of mind. Visit pdcenterlv.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702-335-5744. 702-335-5744. Laborers Union 872, the builders of Allegiant Stadium and the Las Vegas Ballpark, home of the Aviators. Promodirect.com. Use K-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion items order. Promodirect.com. And by William Hill Racing Sportsbook, America's leading racing sportsbook. Visit WilliamHill.us. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Yes, it does, baby. It is a fat Tuesday, and it doesn't get any fatter than this. Las Vegas, they get another championship. Las Vegas Aces, last season WNBA, trying to defend. And the Vegas Golden Knights in their sixth season here in the Vegas Valley. They take care of business, handily tripling up. On the Florida Panthers in Game 5 at the Fortress. 9-3 to the final. You had the over. No sweat. You had Vegas. Really didn't sweat too much. Was 2-1 to at one time. But after that, they poured it on. Congratulations, Mr. Foley. Thank you for getting the expansion nights here. We are fired up. It is a great night for SportsX Radio. Perfect timing. Show starting right there a little after 8. Game ending just a little before 8. KT with producer Mark Hoke, true Canadian accent hockey expert, great guy. Cam Gore joins us at 9 o'clock. But until then, Mark Hoke and I will just be partying a little bit. Look, we both grew up on the East Coast. Mark, a big Flyers fan. I grew up a big Rangers fan. But we both transplanted to Vegas a long time ago. And to watch this team grow in six years, starting out like a ball of fire in year number one, then rolling year after year, to where they made the postseason, looked like a contender, but kind of fizzled out, didn't really get back there. Last year, missed out on the postseason. But this year, through all the adversity, especially between the pipes, goaltender after goaltender after goaltender went down, and somehow, someway, with six of the so-called misfits left from year one, the Vegas Golden Knights answer the bell, 9-3, to they roll, And in all four closeout games, in all four series that they won in the Stanley Cup, they were as convincing as can be in all of those closeout games. I bring in producer Mark Hoke. As we sat here, we watched the entire game together pretty much throughout. Mark working the board and Steve Sanchez show up until 6 o'clock. But then we were just kind of honed in. Mark keeping a little bit of an eye on his Baltimore Orioles. And you know how much he loves his Orioles. But he really didn't even pay attention to that. 
Yeah, they were up big early and they rolled, so we'll hear that magic music a little bit later. But Mark and I just glued to an incredible performance by the Vegas Golden Knights. And I hosted T.C. Martin's show today. T.C. was flying in from Northern California after a long road trip with the Las Vegas Aces. And uh, T.C. spending a little R&R time up in NoCal, made it in time to make it to the Fortress, so he was there for the game. But as I hosted his show, and producer Numchuck kept so, showing me pictures of Toshiba area where everybody gathers that can't get in T-Mobile. They can't make it into the fortress, whether they don't have tickets, they can't afford tickets, whatever it is. And so we get a nice little gathering when the teams are on the road. When the team's on the road, we get a great gathering there outside, but rarely overflow gathering. By 3.15 p.m. today for a, for a 5.15 puck drop, there was already double what Toshiba area held as far as for that uh, that party, that watch party. And it just kept growing and growing, and you could just feel the electricity everywhere. That's why I stayed on the west side. I didn't even bother trying to go back towards Henderson to the home. I just said, you know what, I'm staying on the west side because the traffic's going to be insane. And after watching everybody kind of just come together, For those that have called Vegas home, for those that have made Vegas home, for those that have made the transition to Vegas, you know this is a true expansion team. They grew here in Vegas, and they are there. They are Stanley Cup champions. Mark Hoke, pretty impressive stuff. Unreal, Ken. You know, I remember, I've I've been here about nine and a half, you know, close to ten years now. And I remember when they announced that the Vegas had gotten an NHL team, and I was kind of shaking my head saying to myself, is this really going to work? You know, first, you, you know, Vegas isn't really a sports town, you know, and uh, you might see a lot of visiting teams getting a lot of tickets. And, you know, would they be able to captivate the city? And, of course, then, you know, the unfortunate tragedy of October 1st happened. And it kind of gave Vegas a, a place to gather and be you know, share something, you know, in, in grief came a place for them to everybody to come together here. And of course the Knights had that magical start to their first season going to the Stanley cup. And, you know, it was funny. I, I kind of made fun of sometimes of the Vegas Knights fans when I'd hear them whine and complain about not winning the Stanley cup in their third year and so on. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm a Flyers fan, buddy. <laughs> you know, come on, you know, get real here. But you know, this team, this year, you know, there's there's nothing really to dislike about them. I mean, unless you're like, you know, or San Jose Sharks fan or somebody like that. I mean, they, you had the group, you know, the six misfits and just a group of guys that played so well together. And, and we saw that in, in this series and the NBA final that, you know, you had, you had some pretty darn good players on these teams and superstars with Eichel on, you know, and, and the Joker and for Denver. Just depth and a real team concept, and it it made it hard not. I mean, how could you not enjoy watching this team play again? You just you couldn't, and you know overcame the adversity with all the goaltending situation because you know I kind of thought, oh man, how are they going to get through this with you know teams like Colorado and Edmonton, who I really thought were the favorites to get to the Cup from the Western Conference. But these guys did it, and they did it as a very tight knit group and. You know, they're, you know, we've seen some teams win championships over the years that may have 
not been very close, but just overwhelming talent. This group kind of had a mix of it all, and man, it's 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 really cool to see, and it's great for this city to have a you know a major sports champion. And I, I hope that everybody's going to enjoy this and savor it, guys. It's not going to happen every year, <laughs> so take some time, smile, have a couple of beers tonight, and enjoy having a champion in your city. No doubt about it, and Mark. Of course. On the side, you know, you're uh, somebody that does some driving around town and you've been doing the Uber stuff for a long time and you run into a lot of great people along the line. And I would think that if tonight after the show you're out there, I would think people are going to be in a pretty good mood. Most of them. I'm sure there's a few Panther fans, diehards that made it out here down three games to one or maybe that have been transplanted. But I would think that uh, most of the people that were here in Vegas were pulling for this Knights team. Uh, Cam Goral actually joined me, and Cam, of course, a true Canadian, was first to point out, KT, the team with the most Canadians in the NHL, the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> that was his first claim to fame right there. Oh, Wanted brother. to get a piece of Canada in there as far as uh, hoisting the cup. But uh, just watching these guys as they skate around T-Mobile now with the cup, Colasar's got it now. And Colasar is a guy that was pretty instrumental in this series, because it was two games to one, and he put a hit on Matthew Kachuk that ended up sidelining Kachuk. Kachuk did not suit up for tonight's yeah, game. He, yeah, he could not play tonight. And it was a legal hit. It was straight on. Kachuk had the puck, wasn't even over by the boards, and just that type of boom, like a Mack truck hitting you. And I'll never forget the look of Matthew Kachuk, like looking up, like why he was on his knees in his own zone, like looking up like, did somebody get that license plate? Like, what just hit me? And then he got up, took two skates, uh, steps, you know, skating, and then, boom, went back down on his knees. And that's when I knew that he was hurt. He made it to the bench, and then you saw him on the bench for maybe 30 seconds, and he's like, no, I'm going to go to the locker room. And he was just never the same. He gutted it out for 16 minutes, 40 seconds last game. But tonight... Is just too much. And reports from certain people that I've heard, potentially broken ribs. Uh, there were some other things that may have been, but it looked like a an upper body injury or injuries, and he was not able to go. And, of course, he has been the glue. They obtained him from Calgary during the offseason, and he has been the glue for that team. He scored the game winner against Boston in the comeback in their opening series when they were down three games to one to the Boston Bruins, a team that – I talk about lapping the league. I mean, there's President's Trophy winners, and then there's President's Trophy winners. I mean, when you win over the next closest team by 30-some-odd points, that is as demonstrative as it gets, Mark. And we I don't even remember anybody winning the league by that much. But then for Florida, down three games to one to come back and win it, and Kachuk getting the game winner in Game 7, very, very impressive. And the Florida Panthers then never missed a beat against Toronto. They took out Carolina all four of those games. They won all four against Carolina, but every game was right there. You had a quadruple overtime, two other overtimes, but they found a way to get out of there. And then this series, two games to none, Golden Knights, Panthers get it down to two games to one. But we both knew that it was very instrumental for Vegas to get that win the other night. And it was tough. They had the lead, and then Florida cut it to 3-2, and it was a long time in between goals. But again, the magic continues for this Vegas Golden Knights team. The magic number 
for them the number three. When they hit that three-goal plateau or more, they do not lose. I want to say 36 straight to end the season. Yeah, I mean, th- this team just and, – and, and I, I can't speak to it enough as, you know, as a former coach that when you have that mix of just a group that really cares about each other and just plays so hard together, this team did it. I mean, and, and Marsha Show just so impressive, not just for what he did – scoring and assists and everything else, but the leadership. And you could just see that, you know, especially after they missed the playoffs last year, that they came out with a vengeance. And they had some rough moments this year. I mean, I think there were a lot of people around the third of, around third of the way through the season that were kind of like, oh, boy, you know, this team could be so good. What's what's going on? I mean, I, but they pulled it together. And, and, of course, Stone was out for so long. And that kind of finished the job and got these guys on track. And in a, it's it's just such a an amazing team to watch this year. And if you're and I'm gonna say this too, if you're not tearing looking at, you know, what you do as a franchise, tearing it down and saying, I gotta look and see what the Knights did, you know, you're you're missing the boat. I mean, this was, you know, six years of excellence. You know, Last year should have made the playoffs, just got busted up all over the place. And, you know, if they hadn't had those injuries, it probably would have been six in a row. But what a great group and, a, you know, an ownership group that really cared about this team, too. You know, and that's important. A terrific front office uh, and just an outstanding organization, period. So, man, my hat's off to them. And hat's off to Florida, too. And you were talking about them. They That was a team that, you know, came in as the eighth seed and, you know, you were thinking Boston was going to kill them, and and they came out and took them apart and got all the way here. And you know you kind of feel bad for the state of Florida, you know, with two underdogs, Miami and and the Panthers here, just just running into two great teams in the finals of the NBA and the NHL. But man, uh, this is going to be a great night for Las Vegas guys. Enjoy it, and it should be a great parade, from what I'm understanding, from our good buddy Sam Gordon over at the Las Vegas Review Journal, who was there at the Fortress. The parade, I believe, will be set for Saturday. I did not have an exact time. Uh, did not see who the winner of the Con Smythe was. Marcia Show. Oh, Marcia Show did get it. Okay, so Marcia Show, he only had the one assist tonight. And if I told you the Vegas Golden Knights were to score nine goals the way that Marcia Show had been a scoring machine throughout the playoffs, you would think for sure he had one, maybe at least two. But instead it was Mark Stone that ended up with the hat trick. So he had three goals on three shots, mind you. Only had three shots on goal and had three goals. And they end up winning it 9-3. to three. So in their four series, and you've got to win four, best of seven. So you've got to win 16 games when you start the postseason in the NHL in order to hoist the cup. Closeout games, 3-3-6-6. Three, three, six, six. Mm-hmm. First two, they won by three against Winnipeg, 4-1. to one. They won at Edmonton. Five to two, they won at Dallas six to nothing, and tonight they win at home nine to three over the Florida Panthers. Congratulations, Mr. Foley, the Vegas Golden Knights, incredible. We'll talk a little bit more about it when we come back. Sportsx Radio one hundred one point five FM K Dawn streaming live on the Odyssey app, folks. If you have not downloaded the app, please do so. I'm telling you, it is one of the greatest apps ever 
of all times. There is so much diversity, so many great shows. And, of course, Mark Hoke, my producer, the best in professional wrestling, Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. It is the Mark Hoke Show. And Mark does an outstanding job producing SportsX Radio five nights a week. And uh, you can get our shows, but there's so many other shows you can get by downloading the Odyssey app. A-U-D-A-C-Y. We are live from Vegas Live. PSBR Law Studios here in Las Vegas. We continue the show. Cam Gore joins us at the top of the hour. We're going to talk Vegas Golden Knights pretty much all night. Live from Vegas, we'll be right back. This town is a quiet town for a riot town like this town. This town. Oh, yeah. The unbelievable voice of the Golden Throat himself, Frank Sinatra, Jersey boy. And uh, my dad would get the turntable out on Sundays and we'd be privy to listen to all his different music. I didn't think so back then, but I always did enjoy Sinatra. That was one of the ones that Pops would play. And uh, sorry, Mike Scalia, not New York, New York for you, uh, even though the Yankees, I believe, beat the Mets. They were up 7-6 to six in the ninth, so uh, that's not going to get it done, especially on a night that the Orioles won. But uh, Ken Thompson, producer Mark Oak, we are in Vegas, and uh, that's what it's all about. Frank Sinatra singing about Vegas and what an incredible city it is. But it is really coming to its own on the sports front the last several years because we've always been the sports gaming capital. I mean, you couldn't even bet on the teams that played inside the state because they were afraid of point shaving or something going on. So, you know, you can bet on UNLV or UNR, and there were no pro teams really. Uh, so then Las Vegas Aces last year, you know, WNBA comes to the forefront, and we'll take it. You know, Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, happy that he has that first Vegas title. And then the Vegas Golden Knights just following up things tonight. And I'm thinking, Mark Hoke, this may put a little pressure on Mark Davis with his other team, the Raiders. Yeah, I would think so. You know, that team uh, has been very chaotic. And, you know, once again, maybe take a lesson. You know, you've seen two great championship teams, you know, the Denver Nuggets and now the the Vegas Knights doing it, you know, I think the right way. And, you know, this is a, this is a blueprint. And I, you know, one thing, you know, as a, as a former coach, you know, and not bragging, but I've, I've won championships before and I've lost championships. And I can tell you that one of the keys is having that amazing chemistry and, if you don't have that, you can have all the talent in the world. You can have all stars at every position, but if you don't have that that cohesiveness, you got nothing. And that's that's what I think really makes the Golden Knights such a special team. And by the way, you know, one thing I I got to throw out too is Bruce Cassidy. What a story for him! Last year, coach of the Boston Bruins. You know, gets beat in the playoffs and and everybody and pretty much the players revolted on him. You know, Don Sweeney, who was the GM of the, the Bruins, you know, said, Oh, well, you know, just and we needed a new message, but everybody knew it that the players were the ones that pretty much got him fired. And for him to get to come to Las Vegas and win a championship, and as a 
as a bonus for him, the Bruins getting busted out in the first round. Uh, man, he's got to be. There's got to be so many different feelings going through his heart right now. You know, it, the the ecstasy is going to be there, but don't think after a few days he's going to be sitting around with a you know a bottle of champagne saying, "Yeah, I told you so, baby." Yeah, you know, no, so I really, agree. really happy for him that you know because without a good leader, you know that that team may not have gotten there, and you got to give him a ton of credit. Uh, what a terrific coaching job he did, and he had to get through a lot of adversity this year, you know, not having Stone, the goaltending situation, because there have been a lot of coaches that would have panicked given what happened, and uh, it came through with flying colors. So nice job, coach. You know, it is kind of crazy because I will say this when. The Golden Knights knocked on the door in year number one and then didn't get it done the next uh, couple of years there with Gerard Gallant on the bench and Marc-Andre Fleury in between the pipes and Ryan Reeves doing the water commercials. and But those those three right there were household names because you followed this team if you lived here in Vegas from their inception and you got to know those folks. And so a lot of people were disappointed when Gallant got let go. And then when Marc-Andre Fleury was not re-signed. And, you know, there were some games that he, I talked about him as being Cirque du Soleil on ice. And in Vegas, the way they do the pregame, the way they do in between periods, just the way they clean the ice, everything is special here with this team. But it was almost like people kind of got a little bit burnt out, complacent, thinking, ah, we knocked on the door in that first year, but we're not there. Maybe it's because Gallant is gone, Marc-Andre Fleury's gone, Ryan Reeves are gone, and I'm going to be the first to say that I was one of those people that second-guessed management and ownership as far as those moves. So I can sit here and say I, I didn't, and you know Monday morning quarterback, you know we can turn around and say, hey, what a great hire, Bruce Cassidy, and we, you know, we knew it all the time. But we didn't because this team had to fight through so much adversity. And sure, it all came to a head, and they win the Stanley Cup tonight. But as we go back and we reflect, this is a team that was just right there, knocking on the door, good enough to maybe win the Pacific, their division. But as we looked at the other two divisions in the Eastern Conference, they looked far superior power-wise to where you're looking, I'll take four or five of these teams over the Golden Knights Eastern Conference. And then you're even looking up, at last year's defending champion, Colorado Avalanche, right? And you're looking and saying that's the team to beat in the Western Conference. So, you know, for us to sit here and say that we thought the Knights could, I really didn't. I thought they were good enough to come out of the West, but I really thought that it would probably be Boston or Carolina or maybe if all hexes were gone. You're going to say Toronto. Rangers. Okay, Toronto. I was right. going to say, no, yeah, because that team. Well, I like the Rangers better than them, actually. Well, I know the Rangers. When they made are, their moves, they, yeah. you know, they looked pretty good. They did, but then they kind of lost a little ground, and they had a big game at the end of the year, head-to-head, when they were behind the Jersey Devils by three points, and they got beat. And that showed me, because they had gotten Patrick Kane, and I thought that might be the final move, but I didn't realize Patrick Kane was playing hurt pretty much the last you know, 40, 50 games. In fact, he's having a major surgery now uh, during the offseason. But I really thought that the Vegas Golden Knights were going to be maybe good enough if things broke their way to get another opportunity to play for the Cup. 
but I did not think they were a team that was going to be able to win it when the playoffs started, when they were one of the 16 teams. I thought they're good enough. If they play their A game, they may be able to beat Colorado in the finals or Dallas. I thought Dallas was legit because Dallas's style is a gritty style, and they're good enough to beat anybody. And they showed that. DeBoer, their coach, of course, the Vegas Golden Knights coach last year, and they find themselves down three games to none against Vegas. They survive a massive penalty on a cheap shot by Jamie Benn, their captain, on a cross-checking penalty up high around the neck to Mark Stone. So he's suspended. He's third kicked out game misconduct three minutes into game three, suspended for games four and five. And so with game five being in Vegas, figuring for sure Golden Knights got it over Dallas in five. And then they lose game five. So now Jamie Benn is coming back. Dallas is going home, and I'm thinking, Game 7 in Vegas going to be the telltale. Who's going to represent the West? And Vegas did what they've done throughout the postseason this year. Again, won by three goals against Winnipeg. Remember, they dropped the first game, and you mentioned Mark Stone. He had missed 39 games, and that Game 1 against Winnipeg, where they lost 5-1, to one, that was his first game back. Yeah. And then they got that gentleman sweep, as they call it in hockey, where you drop the first game and win the next four. So they took care of business. They won the last game 4-1. to one. Then Edmonton, a lot of people thought that was going to be a series that the Golden Knights were going to be outmatched offensively. And their defense was good enough. But when you're going against McDavid and Dreisaitl, and Dreisaitl got off big time as far as scoring goals early in that series, you're thinking, now this is where the goaltending, because you go 4-5 deep, now you're down to you know your fifth-string goalie throughout the season, the fifth guy to play out of five goaltenders this year. Or actually, Leonard, Robin Leonard, did not even get to play because he got hurt during the offseason. But he's fifth on the depth charts, Aiden Hill, a guy that they got from another team. I mean, absolutely phenomenal the way this team came together. And I'm just blown away that Mark Stone was able to get back in game shape, play all these minutes after missing so many minutes, 39 games, coming back, and then they get the 4-1 win over Winnipeg. Then they roll in the next series uh, against Edmonton. And that was a weird series because they took care of business in game one, but then they got crushed at the Fortress in game two. And that's where you're like, whoa, Edmonton just got pushed, and they came back and they shoved. And now they're going back to Alberta. And Edmonton's pretty darn good at home. But the Golden Knights... I think in game three of that series, Mark, that's where they had a head turner for me to where all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute. They just went up to Edmonton and they crushed them. They spanked them in game three. That let you know that the team was legit, at least coming out of the Western Conference. Yeah, absolutely. Because I I really felt it was going to come down to Colorado and Edmonton. And when I saw Colorado go down, I was like, oh, well, here's, here's an opportunity if they can get past Edmonton. And... You know, they, they did what they needed to do. And and this, you know, hats off to the organization for putting together such a deep team. Because if that, you know, that depth isn't there, you know, a, a superstar team, you know, one that's leading with superstars like Edmonton is going to eventually get you. But they had enough, enough depth to hold that team off. And, you know, as you kind of saw other teams going by the boards, you're like, wow, Carolina went down, and you already had Boston go down, and Colorado was out of the way. 
you're kind of looking around and saying, huh, you know, got a chance to pull this thing off. And, you know, and going back to what you were talking about, about, you know, with uh, Gallant leaving and, and Flurry and so on, the, you know, the first year was, you know what, you can't call it a fluke per se, but at the same time, that was just a team that was just, I don't think the NHL was really taking them too seriously. And they were just a team that was built on speed, 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 speed. And they just blew teams off the floor with their speed. But eventually, you know, it caught up to them and you run into an Ovechkin uh, in the end and ended that season. But you just kind of felt like something was missing. And when you, you have an expansion team like that, that you're putting a bunch of pieces together, I mean, you can call these guys the misfits, but they were, you know, cast off from other teams. And you're like, well, you know, we need to get some soup, get a, a, a superstar or two in here to finish the job. And you could also see that Flurry was declining a little bit. And, you know, you remember the, the own goal that he had in the playoffs. Uh, you know, it's kind of like, oh boy. And he just felt like, man, I think Flurry's done. You, you just got that feeling. And they, you know, they went out, they made, made those replacements. They got Petrangelo. What an acquisition he was. You know, but then it was like, yeah, we still need more. And then you get Eichel, and Eichel's, you know, but is Eichel going to be able to come back and play? And boy, did he ever. And, you know, they, they put it together. I mean, this, and if they can hold this team together, Ken, I, you know, I'm not going to sit there and start singing a dynasty team or anything like that. But this is a group that you could see now if they were able to carry this over to next year, too, with the confidence they're going to have from what they did. If they stay together, oh boy. I mean, this is this could be another special year for the Knights too. No but, doubt about it. And you talked about Jack Eichel, what a special player he was and a very unselfish player. Had three more assists tonight, led the Golden Knights in the postseason with a ton of assists. Uh again the Consmite trophy going to Jonathan Marchis. So he had the just a one assist but finished with twenty five points. You had the tra- hat trick from Mark Stone, he finished with eight goals and I believe thirteen assists for twenty one points. But it was a total team effort and there are players, you heard uh, the voice of the Golden Knights who's been on several times, Dan Duva, talk about it. Guys like Amadio, right wing, Barbashev, he and Barbashev, uh, a good young player. Another carryover was Carrier. Uh, Howden, another good young player. Carlson, one of the original misfits. Kolasar, talked about with the big hit on Kachuk. Uh, Wah, playing very well. Riley Smith, it was good to see him get a goal and an assist tonight because he's one of the original misfits as well. Uh, Mark Stone, the captain. Again, three shots on goal, three goals tonight. And Chandler Stevenson had the one assist. The Golden Knights defenseman stepped up big as well. And Alec Martinez only had one shot, but it was a big goal because the Knights had that 2 nothing lead and looked like they were on cruise control. And then the Panthers cut it to 2-1. to one. And Alec Martinez got the puck coming in on the right side and just a beautiful top-shelf goal. And he's not a big-time goal scorer. scorer. He doesn't score a lot of goals. But he seems to get a lot of big goals. And he did the same thing when he was a member of the L.A. Kings during their uh, Stanley Cup runs with Jonathan Quick, who, of course, was the emergency goaltender, basically, for Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> was he, like, the sixth goaltender on the roster he or was. something like he, that? Well, it was well, crazy. From the, from the beginning, crazy yeah. how many guys, yep. how many guys they have on the roster as goaltenders. Yeah, pretty uh, pretty crazy stuff there. But, yeah, this this is this is a team that I think a lot of people – I think a lot of people are going to remember this performance too, in terms of you know what they did in the final. Uh, this should have been a sweep. It should have been a sweep. Uh, you know, I, I was sitting there watching that game. I'm like, 
the third game, and I'm just like, oh my god, you know, they're two they're two and a half minutes away from, oh shoot, you know, and you you just didn't want to see Florida get back into this, but man, I, you know, they bounce back, just such great character, and and I I hope that's what people remember from this team, is the character that they had. I mean, just a just a great group of guys, you know. Uh, you didn't hear any crazy off ice stuff. You didn't, you know, no, you know, bruisers or goons or any, you know, crazy things like that going on. Tough, but but strong willed and uh, you know, great guys. Just it's a team that everybody's going to be able to be proud of. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun over the next several years, like you said, if they can keep the nucleus of this team together. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with Aiden Hill, who, of course. You know, takes over only because he was the last man standing or skating <laughs> between the crease. I mean, you still had Jonathan Quick, and of course, he's in the twilight of his career. And the Knights went out and got him late because he had experience with the LA Kings. He won a couple cups, and you needed to just have that guy, somebody that at least knows the position. And then you're like, well, is the rest of the team good enough? We may be because they have one of the best defenses. And you're right, the team in year number one and even year number two, they had the speed, the tenacity, but the speed was just second to none. And you're right, they were not seasoned as a team that had played together a lot, but as the season went on, you knew, like when some of these series would start in the postseason, you're like, oh my gosh, they're so much faster than this other team. It's like, as long as they can just kind of harness that speed and kind of strength, uh, they're going to... They're going to do well. Next thing you know, there we are in the Stanley Cup Finals against the Washington Capitals and, of course, the veteran, Alex Ovechkin. So got the game one, dropped four in a row, the old gentleman sweep there, that at the hands of the Washington Capitals. But this a very impressive win in five games as well, not a gentleman sweep because they went up 2-0, then 2-1, and win the last two, so win it 4-1. But the city of Las Vegas is going to be partying for some time. And those that have lived here for a long time, and those that are natives, because there are those that are natives now that have been here for a while, they are truly going to enjoy it because this is a true expansion team, Mark. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, another neat thing, I, I don't know what the I, – I remember I heard the number of blocked shots that, that the team had blocked, and it was ridiculous. I, I, I think it was pushing 100 for the series. And that just goes to show – how unselfish this team was. And you know, when you have guys that are willing to put their bodies on the line to say, you know what, that puck, I, I'm not even going to let that puck get to Hill. I'm I'm stopping it, you know, whatever it takes. And, you know, if you've ever been hit by a hockey puck, even with pads on, it's not the most pleasant thing in the world. <laughs> you know, and, and to block so many shots, you know, once again is a sign of a, of a true team. And, man, this is going to be a fun night, Ken. It's going to be a fun night. I hope everybody enjoys themselves. Don't be stupid out there. That's right. But, uh, man, party it up and enjoy this and, you know, parade in Las Vegas. Yikes. No doubt about it. Oh, baby. And listen, there's a lot of people out there in the sports talk world and a lot of partiers and whatnot. Real quick before we go to our final break, I will just tell you, like Mark said, be smart. Forget it. Forget about driving. I don't care if you're somewhere and your car is there and you've had a few pops and you're like, ah, I don't want to leave my car. Four, five, six ride. If you look it up, designated drivers, they'll come get you and your car. They'll bring an extra driver. I think it's 60 bucks flat rate or whatever. So you have no excuse. Don't risk it. It's not worth it. Next thing you find yourself in the clink, and next thing you know, you're like looking at maybe up to 10 grand 
and losing your license. Not worth it. Give the guys a break tonight, the, the men and women that are out there keeping our streets safe. Give them a break tonight. Don't go out. Don't get the DUI. Not worth it. Yeah, go get a Stanley Cup tattoo, not a prison tattoo. There you go. Good stuff. <laughs> All right, take our final break. SportsX Radio, hour number one. Come back. I think you'll recognize the music. Top of the hour, my good pal Cam Gore. We continue to talk puck. Congratulations, Vegas Golden Knights, hoisting the cup. They are your 2023-2022-2023 Stanley Cup champions, and we are proud to be in Las Vegas. We'll be right back. Something magic happens every time you go. You make the magic happen, the magic of Orioles baseball, when the game is close, and the yokes are hot, there's a thundering roar from 34, to give it all they've got, and you never know, who's gonna hear the call, every game does a different start. That's the magic of Orioles baseball. Orioles magic, feel it happen. Orioles magic, feel it happen. O R I O L E S, magic, magic. Ah, there it is. That's right. Producer Mark Hoke in a great mood. Vegas Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup, and his Orioles continue to play good, solid ball. They win their fifth in a row. Their record now forty-two and twenty-four. Eighteen games over five hundred. And there is a chance they could pick up another game on the old Tampa Bay Rays, who came in 48-21, and but the Oakland A's, and now I feel that I can say soon to be the Las Vegas A's, they are leading right now over Tampa as they just scratched a run across in the bottom of the A's, so they go to the ninth, 2-1, to one, Oakland A's. If the A's win, it'll be seven straight for a team that still has the worst record in Major League Baseball, but if you told me they're going to have a seven-game winning streak, I'd have left. Um, did, did they catch the Kansas City? Uh, they catch Kansas City yet? Uh, let me see. Kansas City's eighteen. Yes, no, no. They're they're actually they'll be tied with them. They'll have one more win than KC. They do have one more loss. KC's eighteen oh. and forty nine. The A's are eighteen and fifty. Could be nineteen and fifty. So they would be actually tied as far as. Uh, but they, I think their win percentage would be higher. So let's give them a little pat on the head. That's there you sweet. Go. I'm yeah. glad. Uh, I'm glad I didn't. Glad I didn't play their win total. Glad I didn't. Well, you know, I mean, I would feel comfortable, but you never know. Team knows they're moving to Vegas because we know that the Senate was able to, I believe, go and approve that three hundred eighty million or whatever yes, it was. Yes, I saw that. So, yeah, that's a that's a huge story that's going to get put under the radar a little bit. But the uh, you know, so it looks like the state is going to approve that funding. And boy, I'll tell you, you know, we had Sam Gordon on here last night, and I don't know if you heard that interview. I but did. Boy, I'll tell you what, he is, he was just dead set against the A's coming here. Jose doesn't like it either. I know there's other guys that don't, but, and, and, you know, I've, I've, and I get that the ownership group, the owner, not the best dude. I'm, I'm down with that. I understand it. I have a feeling that team's going to get sold. I said that last night. I think that when they come here, the value of the franchise goes up, he gets out. And, you know, then we'll have, I'm sure we'll have somebody step in that's a, a little more, uh, shall we say, uh, not so shysty. But, but guys, you know, I, I understand, you know, a lot of places have done public funding. And, and as I said last night, too, the A's are putting in a pretty hefty percentage on that stadium. 
I mean, they're they're still throwing in one point one billion dollars. So that's that's not and and I understand. Yes, there are other things that need to be taken care of in the city. But look, you got you see what the impact the Knights had on this city, and people are going to say, "Well, it's not our team. It will be our team. It will be." You know, give it time. But I'm I'm excited. I, I like I, I you know I wish we didn't have to throw any money out there, but still you you until you've had it you don't understand the impact of a major league fr- baseball franchise in your city you just don't 81 nights of making money and excitement and pulling team together and the tourism and and, and Las Vegas is going to be a destination spot for baseball fans guarantee it so just hold your horses a little bit before you throw this into the garbage can yeah, those 81 nights don't compare with the 2023 nights, that's for sure. <laughs> At least on tonight. Get that in there. But uh, 11-3, to 3, Cubby's putting away Pittsburgh. That's top nine. Andy Isco with his common scores. San Francisco beats St. Louis 11-3. to 3. And Jack Flaherty had been pitching well. His, uh, his whip walks and hits per innings pitched uh, under one. Same with his ERA over his last three. But they get tattooed and get crushed by the Giants, who are actually hitting the ball pretty well and playing pretty good ball. Philadelphia behind Wheeler. They're going to end the Arizona Diamondbacks' six-game winning streak, it looks like, down there in the Valley of the Sun in Phoenix, 8-2. to That's top eight. Those are your three National League games. Uh, we'll keep an eye as those last two finish up. Cubbies 11-3 over Pittsburgh, 8-2 Philly leads Arizona. American League only three games as well. Talked about Baltimore, 11-6. to They roll against Toronto. They get to Chris Bassett big time. Kramer wins again. He's on fire. And the Orioles continue to excel now, 18 games over 500. Baria for the Angels got bailed out, and the Halos erase a 3-1 deficit in Arlington and beat the Rangers again. Very impressive for the Halos, as uh, they were a plus-116 today. But they win it 7-3, and the game goes over the 9.5 by the hook. Keeping an eye on the A's right now, top nine, leading Tampa 2-1. Interleague, Atlanta-Detroit was postponed. Yankees edged out the Mets. Game went back and forth. Scherzer gets racked after being... Stake to a 5-1 lead, and the Yankees come back and win the game 7-6. Same 7-6 score in extra innings. Colorado able to hold on and beat Boston at Fenway. Minnesota comes back and beats Milwaukee 7-5. There's the team I talk about not being able to score uh, the Twins, but they're able to get some runs off Corbin Burns and win that game 7-5. Cincinnati holds on and wins again against Kansas City 5-4, the final Good to see this Cincinnati team doing well, and I heard your buddy last night on the show from Cincinnati. Rick Chino. Yeah, the Chino with a little KRP music, WKRP music, bringing him in. Uh, so he's a happy camper, and that Dela Cruz is special, no doubt. 5-4, to four, the final there. Houston rolls over Washington 6-1, to one, and Seattle behind Kirby, who is Feaster's famine. He's on the road, don't bet him, but when he's at home, take care of business. Up 8-1, to one, bottom 7, against Miami. And uh, he's, he's been very solid at home up there in the great Northwest. San Diego doubling up on Cleveland. 6-3, to three, that's top nine at Petco. And 5 nothing Dodgers shutting out Chicago Bills Palos at Dodger Stadium. Tony Gonsolin in control coming off a bad effort. But the big score of the night, Vegas Golden Knights win it by a score of 9-3. to three. They win the Stanley Cup. Ken Thompson, producer Mark Hoke will be back. Cam Gore going to join us at the top of next hour in a few minutes from now. Keep things rolling, 101.5 FMK Dawn. Streaming live on that Odyssey app. Download it now. A-U-D-A-C-Y. We're live from Vegas. Go Knights go. They did. Welcome.
Welcome back from halftime. It's just after 9 o'clock in the big city. Time to continue America's favorite Las Vegas sports show. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rabapudi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit PSBRLaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada style pub with three locations one on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non invasive scan today. Day for peace of mind, visit pdcenterlv.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702-335-5744. 702-335-5744. Leverers Union 872, the builders of Allegiant Stadium and the Las Vegas Ballpark, home of the Aviators. Promodirect.com. Use K-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion items order. Promodirect.com. And by William Hill Racing Sportsbook, America's leading racing sportsbook. Visit WilliamHill.us. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. now. All right, hour number two, KT, on a very festive night here in Las Vegas. Again, no drinking and driving, just partying, baby. Everybody out there partying. It is Ken Thompson. It is Mark Hoke. The Sports X Radio coming at you Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 p.m. Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays right here at PSBR Law Studios in Las Vegas. And then tomorrow night and every Wednesday, catch me at Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub, 1750 North Buffalo. And I've actually uh, gone to the other one, or one of the other two, 8168 Las Vegas Boulevard South, right there at Windmill and Las Vegas Boulevard a couple times in the last week. Got to see Manny and, uh, and Scotty down there doing a great job. And then the original, of course, on 8410 West Cheyenne in their 25th year now. All three establishments, 24 hours, got to be 21 and older. But the kitchen opened 24 hours and uh, great food, not bar food, outstanding. Everything from salmon to steak to uh, quesadillas, burgers, chicken sandwiches, you name it. Got your fish and chips, got everything there. And uh, you want to get breakfast four in the afternoon, you can do that as well. And there's a lot of you in the industry that are working graveyard or swing shift and uh, still a great place to go. They replay all the games, great music playing throughout. You got great gaming and uh, the marquee board is lit up, let you know which machines are hot, which ones are not. And then uh, you can enjoy uh, just some great festivities, a great place for your fantasy football drafts and things like that. Uh, but a great watering hole and a great restaurant, 24 hours a day. Uh, remember, no drinking and driving. Just be careful out there. Not worth it, uh, risking your life or anybody else's. So uh, just a little word to the wise, but Steiner's Pub back there tomorrow, 1750 North Buffalo. Looking forward to seeing a a bunch of you tomorrow, and uh, first two that come up to KT's table, I will buy you an appetizer of your choice, and I will be there by about 6.15, I'd say, 6, 6.15, right in that neighborhood, set up by 6.30, ready to roll for Sports X Radio, bringing on one of my favorite people as far as in the world of sports, and a guy that, again, you've got that true, authentic, it's not a fake accent, it's not Brian Kelly going down to the bayou, uh, getting the hire there at LSU and faking the southern accent. This is Cam Gore. This guy, Ontario, born and bred guy, made it out to the western part of Canada over there in the Vancouver area, 
But this guy knows hockey as well as anybody. He's played. He played it for a long time, and he follows it. He doesn't just follow the NHL or the juniors. I mean, you're talking about world hockey. This guy knows the guys from the other countries, follows all of it, and he's been a longtime guest on SportsX Radio. Cam Gore, how the heck are you, my man? Too long. It's been too long. Yeah, too long. Too long. I'm hungry all of a sudden, Kenny T. I mean, <laughs> geez, now I got to go get a bite there at Steiner's. Holy smokes. <laughs> there you go. I wish you were down here, man. I mean, I can't wait to actually see you in person. We tried to connect one time, haven't done it, but I've been talking to you for years, and I just love your, uh, you know, your insight in the world of hockey. And, you know, you prognosticate so many things as far as player personnel moves or keep an eye on this team kt watch this team uh you know you talk about grit and sandpaper and and the different things that uh are part of chemistry that help make a team what impressed you throughout the year and especially through the postseason cam as far as this vegas golden knights team because i looked at them you know middle of the season and i said well if things work out and everybody stays healthy There'll be a player in the Western Conference, but I still thought the uh, league was top-heavy with the Eastern Conference being much better. So I still thought, well, at least they're going to get back into the postseason. Can they do any, any damage? Maybe. And then when Colorado gets knocked out, then I'm thinking, okay, they have a legit shot. But Dallas is still one of those teams that plays on both ends of the ice, so that'll be tough. Edmonton, of course, had that top-heavy scoring with uh, Dreisaitl and McDavid. And uh, so there were a couple of tough matchups, but I was impressed. But what was your take as you watched the season unfold and you watched this Vegas Golden Knights team gel, end up winning the cup? And, of course, in between the pipes, you just didn't know, but it was that next man yeah. up mentality. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, look, I, like it's a grind, right, Ken? The, the NHL season, to me, they should knock 10 games off, 72 games. It's 82 games. And, you know, I the NBA plays the 82 games and, and you know, the uh, uh, baseball is 162. But, guys, this is a full contact sport, right? They are going out there banging, they're hammering, they're hacking, they're slashing. Like, it is, they're blocking shots, you know, like 100 miles an hour with a rubber disc, galvanized rubber disc that weighs between five and a half and six ounces. They're sitting there blocking shots and it's not always hitting the padding. The reason I'm bringing this up, Ken, what stands out the most is the depth that the Vegas Golden Knights displayed all year long. It's the depth, and it's also the system that they brought in. And and a testament to that is that you were, what, five goalies on the roster. Was Aiden Hill your fourth on the the list? I mean, you know, I mean, if you count Leonard, who didn't play this year, and then uh, Thompson and, uh, uh, you know, going down in Boisson. Boisson, and then then Aiden Hill. Now, Aiden Hill's been, been around for a while, and he's, you know, until I think really this playoffs hadn't really reached his potential. And, and a lot of people had kind of figured he would have been better by now. But um, the the depth that they displayed, you know, I was looking at at the time on ice, um, you know, typically for four teams. And this is <clears throat> tonight's game wasn't really a fair assessment because they, they blew it out of the water. But let's go back to the last game, game four, Ken. And it was a close hockey game. They were up for a little while, but three, two. And it was they were never in the clear. But, I mean, other than Petrangelo, everybody's, you know, like, the other defensemen are all around 20 minutes. Your your top forward is Jack Eichel. He played under 16 minutes, right? I mean, Riley Smith played the most with some penalty killing in there. But, um, you know, like, you've got, you've got so much depth. You can put anybody out there in any situation. You can rely on guys. So you're not having to 
You're not having to throw guys out there when they're exhausted. You're not having to put guys out there blocking shots when they shouldn't be. Because when you get tired, that's when things don't go well. That's when you get hurt, when you can't give it your all. But, um, you know, like Chandler Stevenson, he had two goals. He had a great game last game. He played under 17 minutes of the 60. And to me, it's been the depth. Uh, It's also been the length. Uh, When I say the length, uh, you know, you got some big D-men back there. You got some guys who were rough and tough, and you had a good mix because you had some skill as well. Petrangelo can play and and can move the puck and certainly is very offensively gifted. Uh, Shea Theodore, you know, he was a kid that was, um, uh, he was originally drafted by Anaheim. And uh, they just didn't hold out long enough on that kid. And a lot of people were surprised that, that he was available uh, a few years ago. And, and uh, you know, he's a, a real skill for, skilled uh, hockey player there. And um, so really the, the depth of that hockey squad, you got to give the, the front office a lot of credit for that because, you know, the only thing that they were really missing on paper, because uh, a lot of teams look great on paper, Ken, you know that, but the only thing they were really missing was, uh, was the top-line center. And uh, and then to give up what they did, because I know Alex Tuck is a very popular guy there, right? And Krebs, and then a first round draft pick. I tell you what, man, that was that took some kahunas, but they uh, especially when you don't know what what uh, the result of Eichel is going to be. But uh, boy, that that guy's probably come a long way. What a difference uh, from a year ago where he was in his life, and and uh, to right now hoisting the Stanley Cup. So uh, you know. It, you know, one great thing I find about the Stanley Cup, for me anyway, being a, a real fan of uh, of hockey, and, and thanks for the nice introduction, Ken, is you always find players on every team who you're really happy that they won the Cup or they won the championship. You may not be a fan of the team, but, man, is it ever nice to see a guy like Mark Stone win the Cup? Uh, you know, a sixth-round draft pick. And not too often you get sixth-round draft picks being that good. And and you got guys like Riley Smith, who was just cast away, and Jonathan Marchessault, right? I mean, <clears throat> Marchessault was take was uh, um, offered up in the draft, in the expansion draft. Riley Smith, they just gave away for future considerations. Hey, right? you can have him. I'll bet you it tastes pretty darn good to be beating the Florida Panthers, uh, the team that let those guys go. And then Marchessault, of course, went in the con Smythe. Uh, absolutely huge. But, um, you know, it, it's the depth and – and I, I am going to say this, Ken. I know I texted this to, to you earlier, but no team in the NHL has more Canadians on it than your Vegas Golden Knights. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll pass it back to you on that one. There you go. I, you know what? I'm just texting back and forth with my buddy Roger Sachs, who's uh, just trying to get out of there, actually not really pushing it too hard. Everybody's staying there and partying over there at T-Mobile, the Fortress, and the Golden Knights coming up big. Eichel with uh, – uh, some more assists, three more assists, finished with 20 assists in the postseason, had just the six goals, but very unselfish. How big a move was that for the Golden Knights to get Eichel from Buffalo? They waited it out. Uh, he had a difference of opinion with the medical staff over there at Buffalo as far as, you know, dealing with his neck. And, you know, the beneficiaries truly were the Golden Knights organization. Yeah, you know, and, and it's, I tell you what, like, you got to give Jack some credit here, right? Here's a guy who, it's not easy going against your organization. It's not easy going against these medical professionals and these trainers who are telling you to do things one way. Um, You know, they've taken their x-rays. But at the end of the day, it's his body. And he obviously felt that that wasn't the best uh, avenue for him, uh, for him to to be able to get back to a certain level of of hockey. But that's not easy to do. 
um, especially at such a high level when you've signed a, a, a huge contract that he had signed as well. Ken, like, you know, this team's committed a lot of money to you. And uh, so that, you know, that, that's, that's not easy, but he held his ground. And, uh, and then that, of course, eventually that forced the, uh, the trade, but um, you know, good, good on Jack Eichel, right? Here's a guy who, who beat the, you know, he beat the system for, you know, for lack of a better term, kind of reminds me of Tom Petty when Tom Petty went up against the record company way back, way back when, and for uh, for his rights to his songs, he's one of the first guys to to take them to court and actually win. And so good on Jack Eichel. I'm, I know I'm putting him there with a different crowd there, but uh, that's not easy to do. So, uh, you know, and and sitting there and making these moves in the front office, you, you know, you're kind of like, you know, you gave up. A lot you gave up. And I think that was a good trade for both teams, Ken. I'm not saying uh, uh, it wasn't a good trade for Buffalo to get Krebs and to get Tuck and a first-round draft pick. and But that's a lot to give up. And uh, But, man, talk about throwing all the all the cards in. I'm all in. They were all in right from last summer. And, boy, sure must feel good when it pays off. He is Cam Gore, good friend, at Cam underscore Gore, G-O-R-E. Follow him on Twitter that way. Cam, the hit by Keegan Colasar on Matthew Kachuk and a good legal hit really mm-hmm. deflated the Florida Panthers when they saw that Matthew Kachuk was just not the same physically after that hit. And that, of course, paid dividends tonight. You never want to see anybody get hurt. But, again, it was a legal hit. And Matthew Kachuk, yeah. as tough as nails and has been the catalyst for this Florida Panthers team, the eighth seed and helping them get the game winner there against Boston and knocking out the mighty Bruins. Uh, that hit, though, by Kolasar, uh Again, paying dividends tonight because Kachuk not able to go, and I think that took something out of the sales there for the Panthers off the get-go. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, look, that team rode the backs of Bobrovsky and Kachuk. And I know other guys contributed, but, uh, I mean, you know, Bobrovsky, we haven't seen in years, Ken, a goalie win three rounds. And, you know, the outline, he came in, uh, what, in the fourth game there in the first uh, series, but he definitely won the second round, and he definitely won the third round. And, you know, we've seen a goalie win a round here and there, but we haven't seen him have that kind of success and, and inflate a team uh, the way that uh, the Bob did. So, and, yeah, you know, and, you know, you saw that play, Ken. I was surprised that Kachuk took as much time with the puck as he did, especially in your own zone. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're in your own zone, you get the puck in the middle of the ice like that, your feet aren't moving. You know, normally, like, the, the little voice in the back of your head is saying, okay, let's move the puck in a hurry and let's get our head up and kind of get ready for something coming here. I'm, I'm sitting duck. I'm not moving my feet, so it's easier to, for someone to track on me. I was surprised that Kachuk didn't move that puck quicker and kind of uh, get the ball uh, get the ball going forward there, get the puck moving forward and, and, and get out of the way there. And, and good on Kolasar. I'll bet you Kolasar – you know, he's probably six feet away going, oh, he's going to move. Oh, he's not moving. Oh, he's probably just <laughs> licking his chops from two feet away going, I'm going to taste a nasty one on this guy here, and it's going to feel good. <laughs> yeah, not for Kachuk. That's for sure. Good. No doubt. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, but when you're, when you're the guy delivering Ken, you're not thinking about how he's going to be. You know, you're just thinking, oh, this is going to be. And he's probably sitting there leaning into it going, this is going to be legal, too. He's just standing there like a sitting duck. Yep, no so, doubt. Great yeah. stuff. Great so, stuff, my buddy Cam Gore. Hey, hey, listen, I got um, my producer, Mark Hoke, and he's a big Flyers fan. We, have, of course, both grown up on the East Coast, and my Rangers and Flyers back in the day, those Broad Street bullies, man, I hated those guys. But uh, he, he hails for, 
from uh, the Philly area uh, and, and, and follows hockey very closely. And he, too, has been very impressed. Mark Hoke, some questions for Cam Gore. Well, Cam, let me ask you this because, you know, it's funny you brought that up, Ken. Uh, you're a Rangers fan. I'm a Flyers fan. Cam, you're a Toronto fan. Some long-suffering franchises there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. And what what lessons can teams like the Flyers and the Rangers and Toronto that have been close? I mean, well, actually, you know, we've been closer. You guys have been just having such a struggle in the playoffs. What lessons can franchises like that take from the Golden Knights seeing them do what they've done over the past six years? You know, look, this is, I don't think that you can, you know, everybody says it's a copycat league and it is, but um, guys, you can't like, you're not going to be able to duplicate this because the expansion draft rules have changed dramatically from, from years past. I mean, they're so much more team friendly now than they were back in the day. I mean, when, when San Jose came in in 92, they were just terrible years and years and years. And so was, you know, Florida actually got to the cup final in 96, uh, but they were a full-on blue-collar team, and they rode Van Beesbrook uh, to the cup finals, right? Now they lost four straight. Um, but, you know, I don't know that there really is a blueprint for, you know, the only blueprint that can take it from Vegas is, is notice is, is Seattle, right? I mean, they're the guys who came in in the expansion draft. Now, even Seattle's not going to be very the, exactly the same because, uh, hats off to McPhee, who held a lot of teams hostage and got a heck of a lot out of them. I mean, you know, I said earlier, the front office deserves a ton of credit, and I really meant it because these guys did a, a hell of a job of the expansion draft, and they really, you know, I know that there's only six guys there from there, but they turned what they had into assets. They didn't let these guys walk for nothing, right? They, they've turned these guys into something, right? And, and um, you know, another thing I like about that team is, is, you know, not everybody makes a ton of money, right? Like, the contracts are reasonable. I think if there's anything to be learned here, for all the guys that are the superstars that want to win cups, you got to take a, a cut in salary so you can put a team around you. You know, like, they're talking about, you know, so-and-so is going to make $14 million on his next on his next contract. Like, well, yeah, that that's great. But you know what? This this team right here is the first team in the history of the NHL that's had a guy make ten million or more on their team. Think about that. Nobody prior to this, so you know, like McDavid's making twelve, and uh, you know, um, uh, Toronto has three guys making eleven or uh, more, right? And you need to pay the guys around you. That's just all there is to it. You need to have a balanced team depth to get through a grind of 82 games in the regular season and then another 20 plus to win in the playoffs it's uh it's a grind and if you don't have quality players around you it's darn tough and last year uh you know last year uh uh, mckinnon was still on his original contract of 6.3 million right not his original but a second contract in the nhl he was underpaid but he was still on 6.3 million this year is uh, his new one kicked in, right? But, you know, this is the first team. And I know that it's going up and you'll see more teams having 10 million players. But, you know, if you're asking me, you got to build depth. If you want to build good depth, not just other guys, but good depth, you need to pay them. So if you don't have such a gap between the top player, uh, the top paid guy and your bottom paid guy, to me, 
that's a pretty good recipe right there. Yeah. By the way, Ken, quick hockey update. The Hershey Bears in the AHL finals managed after okay. getting blown out in the first two games by Coachella Valley. One game three in overtime, so Coachella Valley now leads the Calder Cup Championship Series 2-1. So if you need a hockey fix, everybody. Holy jeez. Hop on the Hershey Bears, my hometown uh, team. February? I'm sorry? They just got into their home rink in February or late January, was it? Oh, that's right, yeah. So, like, yeah. I mean, those guys had a tough season. Yeah, so Coachella Valley and Hershey, Ken. There you go. I lived in the Coachella <laughs> Valley before, the Palm Springs area. Oh, so. are we going to fight again? No, no, I'm just, uh, don't I, fight. Hershey, don't, listen don't to me. Hey, I was born in Reading, PA, and Hershey Park hey, there, was my oh, first ro- right. my first right. roller coaster. My first roller coaster ever. Were you on the Comet? Uh, here, here's the greatest uh, camp. I wasn't, I wasn't tall enough. They put me next to the thing, and the guy goes, no. And, and my grandfather picked up the back belt buckle and, and lifted me up about three <laughs> inches and goes, he's good, he's good. And, and there I was. And I've been a roller coaster junkie ever since. I was four years old and I've uh, been a roller coaster junkie ever since. Cam Gore always keeps us on a roller coaster. We're going to keep him for another set here as we uh, talk about the Vegas Golden Knights a little bit more. They win the Stanley Cup, hoisting that cup over there at T-Mobile at the Fortress. Nine to three. They triple up on the Florida Panthers, whose luck ran out tonight. But Vegas... The luck is all theirs tonight, so again, be careful out on the Strip or downtown or wherever you are in this great Silver State in Nevada because the Silver State is truly gold tonight. We are live from Vegas, 101.5 FMK Dawn, streaming live on that Odyssey app, a worldwide app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, coming back with a worldly guy, Cam Gore, my hockey guy, and of course, producer Mark Hoke. We'll keep things rolling right here, live from Vegas. Keep it right here. There's a thousand pretty women waiting out there They're all living the devil may care And I'm just a devil with love to spare So Viva Las Vegas Viva Las Vegas There you go, a little Elvis Presley coming back on a victorious night for the Vegas Golden Knights Stanley Cup champions An incredible run, phenomenal postseason Brassois goes down and Aiden Hill steps in between the pipes, goes 11-4, 2.11 goals against. Very impressive. Jonathan Marchessault, the con Smythe. Mark Stone, the captain, a hat-trick tonight. Jack Eichel, three more assists, finished with 20 assists and 26 points. One more point than Marchessault and a total team effort. Coaching-wise, Cam Gore, who stays with us. Mark Hoke, of course, producing. But Cam, uh, you know, Bruce Cassidy getting those Bruins to the finals in 2019, didn't win it. And uh, made the postseason in all five of his seasons there with the Bees. But uh, the Bruins, if you don't win the Cup and you have a good, solid team like that, they're going to look to make moves. The fans were instrumental as far as, you know, hey, we need another uh, a guy to get us all the way through the Stanley Cup. So let's find somebody. They bring in Jim Montgomery, and this guy excels big time in his first season, regular season. They lap the league big time, finishing, I think, 33 points more than the second-place team in the entire league. But lo and behold, the team that won that President's Trophy last year, the Florida Panthers, knocked them out after trailing three games to one. And Matthew Kachuk, their catalyst, gets the game winner and sends those bees home or leaves them home in Beantown. And then they advance. They knock out your Leafs. Uh, You know, it was tough for Toronto. I'm sure always tough for a Leafs fan watching the postseason, especially when you know you have uh, the better seed and the home ice advantage. But that didn't come into play. And then the series with Carolina, although 4 nothing. The most competitive series 
uh, for a team to get swept. I mean, four overtimes in that first game, another overtime in the second game. Yeah. But somehow, some way, Florida I mean, found well a from five overtimes, Ken. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, absolutely incredible uh, yeah. to to come out of it okay. And and then they sat and they waited. They waited for the Golden Knights, who you know fought through adversity of their own because they had a comfortable three zero lead on Dallas, and they got that game three in Dallas to where. Captain Jamie Ben makes a, a just a boneheaded play with the cross check on Mark Stone's neck, and not only does he get the game misconduct in Game Three, gets suspended for two more games, and you're figuring this series over without their captain. There's no way they're going to win in the Fortress, but they find a way. Dallas does to win Game Five here in Vegas at T-Mobile. Then they're heading back to Dallas, and lo and behold, Jamie Ben is off suspension. So I'm thinking for sure it's going to come back to Vegas Game Seven. But not only do the Knights win. They win 6 nothing in Dallas. The crowd never able to get into that game. And, you know, that shows Vegas. Makes you wonder about yeah. Jamie Benn, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. It makes you wonder. You know, like, Ken, I was sitting there watching this and going, oh, well, how are they going to do this without Ben? And what do they do? They come out, they win two games without Ben, and then they get their captain and their emotional leader back, and they, and they lay an egg. I mean, I just, you know, that – I, I don't know what to say about that because I've been a fan of Jamie Benn for years, ever since the 2014 Olympics when Team Canada had a really tough time getting going and gelling. Jamie Benn kind of put a we, – he rode, we, we rode Jamie Benn through the first few games. He was out there banging away. And uh, I tell you what, man, he was a catalyst in the early part of that tournament until we got it going. But, uh, you know, they're – they, they lose him for really three games because he did it right at the beginning of the game. And then the two games that he isn't dressed for at all, they win. And then as soon as he comes back, Ken, I, you know, you may hear the rumors, the trade rumors this summer. <laughs> ben may be on his way. Yeah, so, well, KT of here, uh, here in Vegas with Mark Stone, we're going to get out of here in about a half hour. I'll put the archive up and get that up and, and then uh, head on out and party a little bit with a lot of those fans i mean just a great atmosphere not only at the fortress itself but you know down at the toshiba uh you know game watch center to where outdoors and cam it was more than i think one and a half times the regulation as far as who gets in there i mean people wise by three fifteen in the afternoon right i mean so two hours before they dropped the puck you already had yeah. you know almost double what it held as far as on a regular night's basis uh, because people just anticipating that this is going to be the night. And there's been times to where, you know, teams have had an opportunity to clinch or move forward and they just never got it done. And we saw I that ha- bet on Vegas tonight and I would have bet on a big score too. Yeah. And nine I, to three. You know what? Look, they, you know, not, not only look, and we talked earlier about how, uh, you know, how, how Kachuk was banged up, but everybody on that team's banged up. Right. I mean, both Sams, Bennett and Reinhardt, have been on milk cartons this whole series, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, you know, they have. Brandon Montour's banged up, right? He scored a goal the other night, but Brandon Montour hasn't been the guy that he was either. And, and that's the difference between a team that doesn't have to rely, that, that has the depth, right? I mean, these guys have had to, to do it all for the first three rounds. And they just exhausted themselves. They just don't have the depth in Florida that they do. And, and Ken, the, the time off, I think, really hurt Florida. The, the, the time off, you know, you gotta, you're a team like that. So here's Florida. They made it in on the last day of the regular season. When Pittsburgh lost to Chicago, actually, the second last day of the regular season, 
That's how Florida got in. Mm-hmm. So they've been p- playing playoff hockey for six, seven weeks before the playoffs, right? Like they were in desperation mode. And they got really good at playing desperate hockey. You know, they just became the norm for them to play desperate hockey. Hey, you know, for hanging on by a fingernail here. And that's how they beat Boston. And then, of course, on Bobrovsky as well. But then they go and they have, what do they have, 10, 11 days off. And you know how hard it is? I mean, you know how hard it is to get to that level of playing, especially when you're Bobrovsky, right, Kachuk and all those guys? It's hard getting up to that level. Well, you can maintain it somewhat if you're playing regularly, but not to, to have 11 days off before you have an intense rivalry, an intense battle like that. Man, you got to get your mojo going again. It's hard to just kind of pick up where you left off when you have that long, long break. It, it is really difficult. And you saw in games one and two because Bobrovsky was not himself. Got it back for game three, right? Got it back for game three a little bit. Game four, I don't know, game five. Well, you know, it, it, it's tough. It's tough. And, uh, you know, not to crap on Florida a whole bunch here because what a run they had, you know, underdog eight seed. So let's give them a lot of credit here, Ken. But I think that um, I think that really hurt them. 2007, Ken, the Ottawa Senators, who had a stacked team, they had nine days off before they met the um, Anaheim. They, they beat Buffalo in five and the, in the conference finals. And then Anaheim had, I think, the circuits in town, and they had a, their series went longer. But they had nine days off. And Ottawa just wasn't able to get it back. You know, Ottawa, think about that team, Ken. They had Danny Heatley on a 50-goal season. Jason Spezza, young Jason Spezza in his prime. They had Zdeno Chara on the point on that team. Danny Alfredson's a Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Marion Hossa. Marty Havlat, that team was stacked. That team was a really good hockey team, but they had nine, nine days off. And it's really, really hard to keep your intensity and to keep that up. You can practice all you want, but, you, you know, unless you're in a game and you're fighting with guys and you're battling and you're, you're scrumming, you can't keep that intensity up. And then you come in against a team like Vegas who doesn't give you an inch, who makes you work for everything. Nothing comes easy when you play Vegas. They make you earn everything. They don't give up chances in front of the house. They don't give up second chances. I mean, Aiden Hill was great, but he didn't have to stop too many second shots, Ken. The defense and the, and the forwards collapsing down did a heck of a job cleaning up the garbage in front of the net. And it's discouraging you when you come as far as Florida has, and then it's almost like you're, the hill got really steep when you see Vegas there, who are just so stingy. No doubt. And uh, Aiden Hill making a lot of saves uh, when he was one-on-one or sometimes even two-on-one. Uh, he was able to come up big. Uh, when I look at Mark Stone, and we remember he missed 39 games, and then his first game back is game one against Winnipeg. And that was a close game early, and Stone was there to where he had to take an angle on one of the players. I think it was Dubois uh, who ends up scoring. And he took. He just looked so slow, and he never got there where he needed to get. And I was like, oh, he's back, but... I think they may have rushed him back just to get him in the lineup. And I was like, he's not going to be effective. And somehow, some way, he got his stamina and game shape back. Talk to me about what it's like to miss that long of a season, Cam, and then try to get back into game shape quickly and make sure you're playing at a high level because you're skating for the cup. Yeah, you know, and, and like I say, this, this guy's a sixth-round draft pick, you know. And interestingly enough, Ken, here, here's a neat number for you. Draft, uh, between draft uh, fourth round and seventh round, on average, 15 players make it to the NHL or have a, have a career in the NHL out of those three rounds. But 
Um, you know, you know, neat thing about Mark Stone, I think what makes him unique is Mark's no Mark Stone's never gonna win uh a race. You know, he's never been the smoothest skater. He's never been known uh to be uh, a great skater. And what's really got him as far as he has and, and the successes he has is hey, he's a big guy and he's strong and he can shoot and everything, but his hockey IQ is off the charts. I mean, he is just as smart as they come, and he anticipates as well as anybody. He gets his stick on pucks. You know, nowadays you see, you know, back in the day, you could, if you raised your pass off the ice by a foot and a half, two feet, you were pretty much guaranteed that was getting through. Your your guy may not get it as well, but at least the defender doesn't get it. NHL players are so good at picking off passes that are up in the air right now, and Mark Stone is at the top of that list. His IQ is off the charts, so... You know, I'm not I'm not really surprised that he was able to get it back because he doesn't rely on speed. He doesn't rely on, you know, being a real shifty guy. He relies on his his, his IQ. And, uh, you know, when you talk about coming back from those things, it's the physical assets that you have to get back. The mental game is usually all there, especially for a guy like Stone. And, and he's just one of my favorites. Even though we played for Ottawa, you know, the arrival of the Leafs, boy, I, I always love Mark Stone and I, they might be kicking themselves right now on uh, making that trade. Yeah, no doubt about that. You know, you know speaking of uh, you know, teams running their franchises, you know, what do you see in the future for Vegas and maybe some up and coming teams next year that we need to be watching out for? Uh, you know, because hey, you know, the season's over. It's time to look ahead. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, you know what, guys? I I think Calgary's going to have a bounce back year. I think Calgary is going to be a good team next year. I think, uh, you know, the, I, I think you're going to see them bounce back. I think they got a really, uh, I think they underachieved this year. Keep in mind, uh, if they were in the East, they would have made the playoffs. They had enough points in the East to make the playoffs. Um, but, you know, they had their stumbles, they had their issues. And, and I think uh, the Sutter cloud is off of those guys. Uh, and, and I think you're going to see them really return um, and uh, a push, uh, you know, uh, you know, we always want to. They, they got some good young players coming in too. They got a good goalie coming in. I think you're going to see them trade Vladar, their backup, who had a really good season. So they'll get something for him. They'll get somebody who can help out. Um, I think Vancouver's going to be a better team next year, uh, playing with a lot more structure. And I think Tockett's going to get them going, or already already has got them going. Demko's back. Um, I, I think sorry, Ken, but I I think your uh, I think your Rangers are in tough there the next couple of years. The core of that team is not young, and uh, and the young guys that are there aren't really coming in, you know, the way that I thought. You know, Lafreniere is okay, but he was a first overall pick, and he was going to you know not quite the next one, but boy, he was hasn't really progressed the way that I think a lot of people thought, and it's he's been sheltered. Not as though they've been asking too much of this kid. So the young kids on that team aren't really stepping up just yet. And they got cap issues as well, like a lot of teams do. They got to sign Condre Miller. And uh, so I think you might see a little bit of a step back from those guys. Um, I don't know if you see Pittsburgh or Washington making it again next year. Oh, that'd be too so, bad. And watch out for <laughs> Buffalo, guys. I think Buffalo's going to be good. If they can get a goalie, I think the Sabres are going to make some waves. Yeah, what about Connor Bedard, by the way? Of course, the who's probably going to be the number one pick, and everybody's talking this guy up like he's the next coming. I mean, tell us a little bit about this guy if people don't know about him. 
Yeah, you know, uh, uh, boy, and a really exciting player. You know, I watch, uh, as Ken mentioned before, I watch a lot of hockey. World Juniors this year, uh, and and actually was played um, because of COVID was for the previous year played in August, and so this kid went from August where you know he he was a contributing factor, and then four months later, five months later, uh, in the tournament in uh, December and January, I mean the the improvement that you had made, you'd seen from this kid and the elevation of his game was really impressive. And you're just going, wow, this kid can shoot. He's got an NHL shot guys. There's no doubt about that, but boy, he sees the ice and he is a great passer. He will suck you in like he's shooting and he will set somebody up in some of the prettiest passing you'll ever see. Uh, but don't expect him to come in. I, I don't think he's going to come in and make the waves in the NHL right out of the gate that Chicago is hoping He's just not that big, guys. I mean, I think on a good day, he's 5'7". He's just not that big of a kid yet. I think, you know, he has the potential to be uh, like a Patrick Kane. But Patrick Kane took him a little while to find his way. And Patrick Kane had some players around him, right? I mean, right out of the gate, he's going to be seeing the opposition's top offensive uh, line uh, defending. And he's going to see the top, every team's top defenseman. And, uh, you know, he's used to playing against boys, right? Against teenagers right now. That's what he plays in the Western Hockey League, which is a phenomenal league. It's the feeder to the NHL guys. But, um, you know, they're playing against 17, 18, 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20 year olds. And, uh, you know, from 20 to 25, boy, you know, we all filled out. I know my, for me, it was my gut, but, you know, these other guys, they're filling out. They're getting bigger and stronger. Right. So he's going to be playing against men and that's uh, who are bigger, stronger, faster, who have seen it all. And uh, so I don't think he's going to make the immediate impact that a lot of people are hoping for or that Chicago is hoping for. I hope Chicago's patient with them and I hope they don't put him in situations where uh, where, you know, he loses confidence. Great stuff. Cam Gore, always appreciate you, my man. You are fabulous. And uh, the accent is legit. And what do you talk? I don't have an accent. You guys got the accent. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, hey, real, real quick, you real, had to real, do quick, it. Had real, to do real it. quick, your your claim to fame as far as this Vegas Golden Knights Stanley Cup champion 2022-2023 uh, team. You said KT right away. KT, guess who has the most Canadians representing the uh, NHL on any one team? You said it's your Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congrats, guys. Uh, congrats. Enjoy it. Celebrate it. To all the fans in Vegas, uh, it's it's uh, it's a feeling I don't know yet, guys. So I'm jealous of y'all. But uh, enjoy it and uh, be safe out there, guys. But have a have a hell of a party tonight. No doubt about it. Go Leafs, go! Right for you next year. Yeah, that's no doubt about it, Ken. <laughs> Cam, love you, man. You take care of yourself. My best to the family. Hope to see you soon, and hope to talk to you soon down the line. Hey, great chatting with you again, Cam. It's been too long. All right, great stuff, Cam Gore. Cam, at at Cam underscore G-O-R-E, at Cam Gore. And uh, just love talking hockey with that guy. He knows so much. I mean, I just, oh, yeah, six-round draft choice back in da Played for the Worlds on this. I mean, just phenomenal knowledge in the sport. And we are very privy, Mark Oak and myself, to be here. We've got our one that we grew up with. And hockey's a hand-me-down sport, and I'm sure Mark's dad handed down the Flyers to him. My dad handed the Rangers down to me. But we've made it out to Vegas on our own, and we both are big backers of the Vegas Golden Knights. Very proud of what this franchise has done here in six years. And like Cam said, 
one hell of a party tonight. Enjoy it. But again, just be be sensible, take care of business, and uh, and understand you know everything in somewhat moderation. I know you may overdo it a little bit, but make sure you don't drink and drive. Come if, back. By, by the way, Ken, if yeah. if you do see a Penguins fan, you do have my permission to just give him a little a little tap, a little on the noogie shoulder. there, a little tap. Yeah, you know, like a, like you know, Indian burner and noogie or you know wet willy or something like that. That's okay. Well, you know That's what? Okay. Real quick, as you mentioned the Penguins. My buddy Rob Rishi, of course, uh, my farmer's insurance guy, uh, had that fun fact out there letting me know earlier today, you probably knew that 36 of 37 teams having a 3-1 series lead in the Stanley Cup Finals have gone on to win the Cup. Good news for the Knights. The only team that didn't win, the 2009 Penguins, their goalie at the time, Mark andre Fleury. Yep. yep, so uh, you know what? Mark andre Fleury, the flower... Uh, Gerard Gallant, Ryan Reeves, guys that are no longer here. There's a bunch of them. But they helped shape the franchise and get it off to a great start. And then, you know, there were tweaks made. There were moves made, uh, both at the managerial level, uh, you know, with the brass and also with the player personnel. And you know what? At the end of the day, after six years, who's the one standing tall? Bill Foley, the owner, who said it would be done in six years. And he lived up to his word. And Vegas, get out there and party. Got one more segment. We'll run down the scores. Major League Baseball, we've got College World Series starting up Friday and Saturday. The eight teams are set to roll in two separate brackets. And uh, we'll rock and roll and finish things up. SportsX Radio, 101.5 FM, Dawn streaming live on that Odyssey app. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download it now. Ken Thompson, at Ken Thompson 87 at SportsX Radio. Producer Mark Hoke, at Mark Hoke Show, H-O-K-E, is how you spell it. And his show is 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Sunday mornings. Right here, the best in professional wrestling. We are live from Vegas. We wrap things up right after this. baby come on golden knights big win tonight nine to three at the fortress they triple up on the florida panthers win their first stanley cup do it in year number six very impressive jonathan marchessault named the con Smythe winner aiden hill between the pipes simply outstanding coming in there for laurent bossois after he goes down and the next man up mentality pays off and the golden knights win their first stanley cup bruce cassidy phenomenal job on the bench was still chewing the guys out when they were up seven to one, and all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. it was seven to three. That old Cassidy man gave you that stare, like, "Oh wait, still seven minutes to go. We better get our our butts in gear here and close this thing out." That was a Mark Hoke coaching move, by the way. I was legendary for that. What's that? When we were blowing somebody out, mm-mm, no backing off. That's right. No, 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 no. Play the game oh, like pl- it's zero zero. One of those coaches, <laughs> my, I remember. My man. Players hated that sometimes. Yeah. The coach is fourteen to two. I'm like, I don't care. That's right. You gave up two. What the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. I well, well, I had some had some teams that when we were playing against very bad teams, I'd say, you know, some of the a lot of some of the coaching I did was in the um, the days before rally score, and I'd 
I'd be like, we're beating. The, if you guys give up 10 points in this match, we're running. We're running. I'm like 10 points? Like, yeah, I want 15-5, 15-5, and we're out of there. I want to go home. And then they said, no, that, that sounds good. Most of the time they did it. Good stuff. I can yeah, just stay. Yeah, I, I'm with you. That's coaching. No, I'm with you. And it, it, when you have a daughter on a team, that's even more so to where not only do you not show favoritism, you are twice as hard on your own mm-hmm. daughter as you are the rest of the players. Yeah. Kind of have to be to a point. Yep. And uh, that's what's cool is that uh, my daughter's uh, teammates, they knew that, and they respected her for not whining about it. College Baseball World Series. I talked with Gam Lou today. Now, he couldn't come on tonight, uh, but Gam is so solid as far as College Baseball World Series. He's been doing it for a long time. Made some good points. There's two different brackets, and they start that up before you know uh, the Super Regionals. They have it going, and then they keep it. They don't reseed. So in the one bracket that gets going on Friday from Omaha, it's Oral Roberts, and Mark and I were just talking off air how impressive this team was going to Eugene in the Super Regional, playing Oregon, getting eight runs in the third inning in the first game, best two out of three, so winning 8 nothing, and subsequently losing 9-8 to eight in the bottom of the ninth, and then had to come back. They win 8-7, getting one in the eighth, two in the ninth, in game two, to force that third game, they win that third game 11-6. to six. They advance against TCU. TCU's a team that was 125-1 to one before the regionals. I played them before the Super Regionals because they were in Fort Worth against Indiana State, who's a pretty good team, and won their regional at home in Terre Haute. And I said, you know what, I just like the way this team blew out Arkansas, so I think they could be one of the eight teams. Well, they are one of the eight teams, and uh, they will open up against Oral Roberts. That's the early game on Friday. And then Virginia and Florida. And something I did not know, but Gamlou does a great job following the college baseball, is that the manager for Virginia played ball at Creighton, and I believe may have worked in the, you know, in the organization there for Creighton. So the World Series, of course, in Omaha, where Creighton is located, and he said the winner of the Virginia-Florida matchup, Virginia 7 in the country, and Florida is the 2 uh, in the country behind Wake Forest, who was number 1 throughout the year. And he said the winner of that game will then get the winner of TCU Oral Roberts, and he thinks Virginia has an outstanding shot, and you're going to get some good value there at 5-1 to one coming out of that side of the bracket. And then on Saturday, he said this is, you know, you always look at the World Cup and you go, oh, it's... It's the group of death. Well, he said that's pretty much what you have. Wake Forest, yes, they're the one seed, 52-10, and 10, and they just laid waste to Alabama, taking two straight from them in Winston-Salem, including the finale, 22-5. to 5. Stanford, very fortunate to beat Texas. And again, not that they would have lost, but the game should have gone to extra innings. It was tied at six with two outs, men at first and second, and a ball hit up, uh, you know, basic little fly ball to center field. And lo and behold, the ball was lost by both the center fielder and the right fielder in the lights, and it falls harmlessly as far as into the outfield. Nobody touched it, and the game-winning run scored. So Stanford will take on Wake Forest, and it is Tennessee and LSU. These two teams know each other very well. And Gam said there's a lot of uh, potential there for Tennessee to come out of that side. He said they're good enough. They're not ranked, but they're good enough to beat anybody, including LSU, who is not going to intimidate them. So Tennessee on the one side, Gam Lou likes – uh, with some value, 
and a good price, and then Virginia on the other side. And uh, that is his two cents. And Mark Hoke, I'm going to look forward to Friday and Saturday. I love college baseball. When you get to the regionals and then the super regionals and now college World Series, looking forward to that. And there's a Summit League guy. North Dakota State finished second at that conference to Oral Roberts. So kind of was watching them a little bit. What an impressive team. They're, don't overlook that team, man. I don't know if they can win it all, but they're going to they're going to make some waves in that bracket. Don't be surprised if they win a game or two. There you go. And our good buddy covers Club Chris, Christy Maria. Uh, he covered that Oral Roberts team for several years there in the Tulsa area. That'll do it for us here on a victorious Stanley Cup night. Yes, a Fat Tuesday doesn't get much fatter than that. Golden Knights hoist the cup. Winners 9-3, to three, four games to one over the Florida Panthers. We'll talk about it more tomorrow night when we're live at Steiner's. Come down and see me. Till then, you know the rules. No drinking and driving. No texting and driving. Most of all, God bless our troops. God bless you. Live from Vegas, SportsX Radio, 101.5 FM Dawn. Streaming live on that Odyssey app. Archives up in about 20 minutes. God bless, folks. Talk to you tomorrow night. For my producer, Mark Hoke, for Cam Gore, have a great evening. Good night, everybody.